0: Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I am your host, Josh. And today I am here on my own with another little mini episode here. We are trying out some different things with the show. Um, So for the time being, we want to give you um, a little more of uh, of a quick and short approach, perhaps is the word for it. Um, So I want to jump on here and tackle uh, one older game that I don't think the rest really have much nostalgia for so to speak um or i'm not even sure if they played it to be honest with you but i wanted to bring it up um i know there's a few out there that seem to be fans of it other than myself and that is adventures in the magic kingdom uh for the nintendo entertainment system now before we get too far into that again um this is sort of one of those uh just a mini episode so to speak so i want it to be evergreen uh so like any year or two um This this can still be relevant for whoever wants to listen to it. Um, So I'm not really going to get into Radical Rexing or anything else. I just want to take you all through some of what this game is about, Um, the different levels of it, so to speak. We're pretty much going to go all the way through it. It's not going to take too long. There's not a whole lot to it. But I wanted to cover it for you guys. And uh, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and get started. So, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Um, this is one of those Disney games that Capcom worked on back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, this game specifically came out for the NES in North America in June of 1990. I don't have an exact date, exact date here, but that's what I am seeing everywhere I look. I'm also seeing it in Australia sometime in 1992 and in Europe in December on December the 10th, 1992. So this was not in Japan at all, kind of oddly enough, considering it was developed in Japan. Um, granted, the parks that this is um, inspired by are both in the US. So this game, um, if, if you look at the box art, if we sort of had a video of this, it'd be a little easier to describe, but basically on the front of it um, is Cinderella's Castle. This is, um, for you all who do not know, this is Actually, in Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, or in Kissimmee, Florida. Um, Now, this game in particular, though, once you get into it, once you look at the map, it's sort of based more around Disneyland, which is in Anaheim, California. Um, And that's the original Disney park that opened in 1955, um, Walt Disney World opened in 1971. So it's sort of a mix between the two. But from what I have heard, the development team actually had visited Anaheim, to see their park sort of for inspiration. So I would say the gameplay itself is a little more that way. Honestly though, all five attractions that are included are in both parks to this day. So it kind of fits for both. Um, for myself, I've been to Walt Disney World a good bit of times through the years, um, on and off. I've never been to land, I'd like to be, but it's pretty stinking far away. Uh, Walt Disney World is already about 12 hours away as it is. so. I'm not sure what land is, but one of these days, I'd love to make it there. Um, anyway, with this one, when you first started up, Goofy has left behind the keys to the castle, which they call the Enchanted Castle, uh, I believe in the game itself and in the instruction manual, sort of to make it um, generic, so to speak, so it doesn't look like it's leaning too heavily you know, for the East Coast or the West Coast parks, respectively. Um, so basically what we have to do, is find these six keys around the park. There are five attractions to find them in, and the sixth one is through a bunch of trivia questions. So uh, when you first start the game up there and you really get going, you are playing as sort of this generic boy. You can name him whatever you want. Um, He's wearing like a big cowboy hat for some reason, Um, but it it works. (laughs) Of course, you start out in Main Street, USA, um, and you can sort of see if, if you look at the map, it's, it's the top of building. See, so it is top down, this overworld anyway. You can sort of see where things are supposed to be, um, like in, in the real world Main Street. There's like a little first aid icon to the right. There's a barbershop pole. There's ice cream. There's books and candy. It almost looks like if you were playing an RPG and you were looking for an inn or something like that. Though, unfortunately, these don't really do anything other than for there for aesthetics. Uh, now, throughout the park here, um, again, I do recommend you pull up a picture of the, the map for this one um, to fully understand it well. But the castle was right there in the middle. It's, again, one of those things where it sort of leans towards Disneyland's castle, which is Sleeping Beauty's castle. But it, it could kind of be either. I always like to picture to Cinderella's just because I'm familiar with Walt Disney World. Um, but to the left here, down at the very bottom of the map, if you look, it Looks to be what would be like sort of the, I'm going to say like Adventureland, like where Jungle Cruise is. I'm, I'm assuming, I, I believe I've heard that they were talking about adding more attractions. And I would venture to guess that Jungle Cruise would have been one of them that sadly did not make it because I love that attraction. Um, another one looks to be Small World. We might talk about that here in a bit. But First one you would come up on if you go to the left would be Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean. Depends on the day of the week, depending on how I pronounce it. So when you go in here, all five of these attractions are a bit different than each other. This is one of the two side scrollers. So this one um, is basically a 2D side scroller where you start out in a boat, and you just go forward a little bit, and you're looking for, I forget the exact number, but you're looking to help out villagers to save a certain number of villagers, not a whole lot of them, and light this fire at the very end, like a beacon. So you have to make it around all these pirates, throwing cannonballs at you, shooting cannonballs at you, throwing barrels out of windows, um, just generally trying to run into you. Well, you are finding these villagers and also looking for the one candle, and um, in the level, which is kind of easy to pass up. Um, It's in like this underground section, and if you go up the first ladder you see, you're gonna pass it up. You can make it back. Um, So it's not too strict. You may have to backtrack a little bit on this one, um, especially if you miss that candle. So once you do eventually make it through, of course, um, you will get the first key, and it shoots you back out to the map. That is about all there is to this game generally um, so then you just go up to the next attraction, which if you were going uh, clockwise from there, just straight up north would be the Haunted Mansion. So quick note, I love all of these rides anyway. Eh, Autopia is just OK. But <laughs> uh, Haunted Mansion is like my favorite theme park attraction ever. Um, and I, I, I personally like how they did this. Uh, I wish the music was Grim Grinning Ghost. Sort of like in an 8-bit version. Sadly, it is not. It's something original, I believe. But it's fine. It works. Um, anyhow, when you go in here, this is the other side-scroller. So in here is a little more, I want to say traditional. There's not really anything you're looking for. You're just trying to make it to the goal. Um, it's definitely not like a Mario stage, though. There is. You, you do have weapons. You have candles, multiple candles you can collect um, as you go. You can run out of them. Um, to ford off or to hoard off zombies, ghosts or anything else that comes at you. There is some neat like mirrors that when you walk past, there's a ghost that shows up. Um, sort of like how the hitchhiking ghost do the same to you in the actual attraction in the Disney parks. Um, what else is there? There's chandeliers dropping. There is the ballroom scene um, for those familiar with that. So there's a lot of nods toward the real life attraction, which is awesome to me. Um, now it gets a little harder as you go, as there is a point where you don't only have to worry about your hits, but you also have to worry about falling quite a bit in this level later on. You're riding on like this ghostly chair and let's just say there's a lot of books that start getting thrown at you. It can go downhill real fast. Um, thankfully, even if you run out of extra lives, this game does just sort of start you at the front of main street and you don't really lose like any of your keys or anything. So it's no huge deal. Um, unlike something like other Capcom games like Mega Man or something. Uh, Well, I guess that actually does something similar. But uh, now with this level, once you do get through it, then there is one boss in this level. It's the only boss in the game, really. Um, There is a ghost at the end of it. He's not too difficult as long as you keep your distance and start throwing candles at him like a madman. Um, And once you get through there, uh, back out in the park, you'll see... Uh, sort of behind Haunted Mansion, I believe, is Tom Sawyer Island. Um, roughly, I guess, where it would be at Disneyland. It's not exactly behind it, but set up closer to Disneyland than Disney World is. Anyhow, you keep going to the right just a little bit. Behind the castle, in this version of, of the park, is Big Thunder Mountain. Um, now, this one, I, want, I love the ride. It is one of the best rides at Disney World. This one's... Not really my favorite in this game, just because there seems to be sort of a luck factor to it. Um, I have beat this game a couple times, but this one, it's not necessarily the hardest. It's just sort of frustrating because you sort of have to memorize the track. So there's like four endings to it. There's one uh, station one, two, three and four. Um, it seems to change maybe every time you start the game or reset the game, depending on like and Mickey will say at the beginning. Hey, you need to get to station three or one or four or whatever. So it's not always the same from my experience, Um, but he will let you know which one you're going for. The thing is, like, if you manage to make it all the way through the track, you were sort of heading towards the screen in the train. So you can't see a whole lot in front of you. If you manage to get around all of the uh, sections where the track will just end (laughs) without you being able to do much about it other than slam on the brakes and slowly die. (laughs) Um, You manage to get around all the rocks, which is another one you have like three hits in. You can still land at the wrong station and you lose a life. You have to start over. So that kind of sucks. It's still pretty cool. It can be pretty fun. It's not like super, super frustrating. I don't think anything here really is. Uh, But then, of course, once you do get the right station, you will be getting the third key. One thing I actually want to go back on um, specifically for Haunted Mansion and Pirates now that I think about it. Uh, you can collect these stars throughout all the attractions, I believe, except for Space Mountain. And if you hit select, you can give yourself an extra life, you can give yourself a hit, you can freeze enemies. There's actually an invincibility, uh, button as well. These don't work in every attraction, oddly enough, though. Big Thunder Mountain is one of those where you do have hits, but select does nothing. So you can't, like, get your hits back like you can in those, so that kind of (laughs) sucks. But moving along here, away from Thunder Mountain, if we keep going clockwise, you will pass up Small World, which looks like you can enter it, sort of, but you cannot. So keep on going, and you'll make it to Autopia. Now, at Walt Disney World, if you have been there, you will know this as Tomorrowland Speedway. This one's sort of the easiest, I would say, of the bunch, if you know what you're doing. Um, you've, you've sort of got different gears as you're starting out. Um, I just played this like a week ago, and I still don't know which one for sure did it, but I believe it's A or up. <laughs> we'll sort of put you into the next gear. And then the B button is the brake. And basically, it says you have to win a race, but you don't really have to win a race. You just got to get to the end before you run out of time or if you before you've run off a cliff or something like that. So there's some uh, bridges you'll have to cross. There is uh, some jumps you'll have to cross the river. There's, uh, I know at least once you'll have to slam on the brakes to keep from running off of a, not really a drawbridge. It's one that pops out from the other side. So it's a little top down driving game. It's pretty fun. Um, Not my favorite attraction in real life, but that's not important. (laughs) But once you, of course, once you get that one done, that would be key number four. Leaving us to the last attraction in the game Space Mountain, which on the way to there, you will pass up the Astro Orbiters. Anyhow, Once you go into space mountain this one's sort of the most simple i would say of the games um awesome ride in real life um on a side note now in here you're trying to get to the end of this course all you really see is stars um and it tells you which area i guess you're in a through f you're trying to get to f so basically all there is to it though Um, Things will pop up on the screen, but if you just watch the bottom, it's going to show you some arrows that you have to hit pretty quickly. It's kind of like a quick time event uh, minigame. And all it is is either the arrows or A or B to shoot at like asteroids and stuff that's coming at you. Not a whole lot to that, but once you get that done, which isn't necessarily the easiest, it can get a little intense by the end of it. Um, Once you get through that, that is key number five, leaving you for key number six, the last one. Um, which, again, you can get these in any order you want to. Now, for this one, there are uh, guests, sort of, or maybe they're cast members. I don't know. But they're placed throughout the park here and there. And they will ask you um, a decent variety of questions. So some of these are, uh, what's the word for it? I guess a little more, you wouldn't really get unless you're a real Disney nerd, kind of like myself. And even, even with me um there are some that are kind of outlandish some are really easy and you don't really know what you're going to get uh, even if you go up to the same person on two different playthroughs you might get different questions which i really like uh particularly because i'm sort of like going back to this one and just playing around every once in a while um now as i say that i want to pull up a couple questions here just to sort of give you an idea of what you might be running into um so one of them is what year did the mickey mouse comment begin Now I'm, I'm looking at these online, so I don't have all of the multiple choices in front of me, but that's, that's one of them that is kind of hard to actually come up with. Um, Another one is like, what is the name of Donald Duck's uncle? Uh, That one's not too hard. Uh, Where does the story of Dumbo take place? What year did Disneyland first open? I don't want to give you the answer to these just in case, by the way. (laughs) Uh, where was Davy Crockett born? Uh, Where is the largest magic kingdom? So that's, worded a little funny uh to clear up a little bit of the confusion on that um in walt disney world there are four main theme parks one of them being magic kingdom which is sort of like disneyland in california the original uh confusing thing is disneyland has also been referred to as the magic kingdom not like the name of it but sort of a title for it or sort of a way to describe it i guess so i i'm not exactly sure how they mean that um so, yeah, just to give you a few questions there, another one is, who is Pinocchio's father? Once you do answer these, you will have to find the next person. They will point out where that is. So, they'll say, hey, this, I heard this person might know something. They're next to the castle. Eventually, you will get through and get that last key. So, really, guys, once you get to that point, once you have all the keys, all you have to do is walk up to the castle, and it will play a nice little cutscene at the end and drop you on an end screen which you can't really get out of unless you hit reset or power it off or something. So that's basically all there is to it. Um, it's not super long. Uh, you, I can see where I, myself had gotten stuck on a couple of things. The first time I beat it, it took me a little over an hour. Um, I think there was a couple of places in particular I got stuck at for a time or two, but it's not that bad, especially once you learn it. And I sort of like the variety in it. I don't think it's too like super unfair difficult, but I also don't think it's too easy to be boring or, you know, what have you on that. I like it. I'm a little surprised I haven't heard more people talk about it in the past or bring it up or if it's sort of be on someone's favorite list. I myself, of course, am a Nintendo and a Disney nerd, especially the Disney parks. So it sticks out to me and I, I very much enjoy it. But yeah, maybe if you get the chance, if you have a way to Go give this a shot, even if you're not real familiar with the parks. It's, I think it's a pretty fun game, um, and especially if you are familiar with the parks. I think you'll get a good kick out of it like I have as well. So I've also um, actually streamed this a couple of times. Go check that out. Um, shoot me a message if you're interested. Um, outside of that, I, there's not a whole lot of games like this, unfortunately, after it. Uh, one other one I can think of where you can walk around the park, and there's some pretty decently fun mini games. Is the Disneyland Adventures that originally came out, I think, in 2011, and then they brought it back out on Xbox One. It was on Xbox 360 for the Kinect. Now you can use it as a controller for it. So, not Nintendo there, but just to throw that out, it's it's pretty fun with my kid anyway. But <laughs> it's not bad. Um, I do like the idea of being able to visit a real world place like this, one of my favorite places in the world, um, in a video game at home um, in sort of a different sort of a different light. And it is sort of a picture in history um, since this is the Disney parks and probably around 19. Well, I probably around shoot the time I was born in 89 or something like that. Um, of course, a lot of things have changed since then. Uh, you know, funny enough, though, all the attractions here are still there in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, at least in the U.S. parks. Um, there's, I think, different variations on Some of these in different parks. I'm not going to get into all of that um, for this podcast. But (laughs) that is about it for today, guys. Um, I know this is just a short episode. We're still working on some things for the show. And I hope you guys do like this. Let us know if you like this sort of format. If you like these quick episodes. Um, Us just sort of going over and covering things like topics like this quickly. Um, Go check this game out if you can. And, of course, you can always find us pretty much everywhere on social media. Twitter at uh, Nintendo underscore NOS. Uh, Facebook, Nintendo Nostalgia. Check out our Nintendo Nostalgia group on Facebook if you have not. I know Facebook can be a bit of a pain at times, but our group is a pretty safe place to go hang out um, and talk Nintendo, all things around that. So that is it for this time, guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Keep on going and you'll make it to Auto auto to autopia. I cannot say that correctly for some reason. <laughs>